Hey everybody and uh, welcome to another episode of Stories We Could Tell. This is kind of exciting because uh, this is actual, uh, actually a friend of mine and this is the first live recording I've done. So he's actually in the room with me and I don't have to wear headphones. Uh, it's Captain Mark Reiner and you've heard me talk about him several times. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, more of a hangout partner, business partner, whatever you call it. But uh, the man I drink with at 7.30 a.m. So, Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for uh, being in my home, actually. Yeah, that's kind of fun because it's not, it's kind of like what we do every day. We just sit around and BS each other. Yeah, we should just record that daily. So, And uh, to give you a picture of the uh, setup right now, I have about, I think it's 12 bottles of little rum for Mark, a uh, half-drinking pitcher of apple cider, and a microphone attached to a Presidente bottle. And I think that basically sums up our relationship in some ways. Yeah, we might not have enough rum. Yeah. So as far as most of you guys know, uh, Mark wrote a book called Off the Grid that uh, changed my life. I read it in a, when I was in a crappy job in New York, and I, uh, I read it on the plane to Vegas. And uh, I got back and I contacted him, and we became friends uh, over, I think it was two years later we met, actually. And um, I walked into a bar here in Key West, and I brought you a bottle of rum. Yeah. And... It's downhill after that. Downhill after that. Or uphill. uphill. I guess it would be the more difficult thing to do, right? Yeah. But uh, we became friends, and uh, I wound up face down in the marker parking lot, and you fell out of your hammock. First time I've ever fallen out of <laughs> my hammock. And believe me, I spent a lot of hammock time. Yeah. A lot of rum hammock time, yeah. too. So, And then, what, seven, I think seven days later, we're sailing for six days up to Cocoa Beach. Yeah. And that, that started the uh, Reinhardt Smith country club i guess we'll say uh yeah. but good things have happened uh more to come and uh, let's talk you're you're leaving here and uh let's just say six days you'll be heading to guatemala yeah and, uh, i'm taking my uh 43 foot endeavor down there we're sailing uh there's myself and two of my buddies we're gonna take a uh probably take three weeks stop in cuba maybe maybe not i don't know if it's legal so we might not be... Uh, so he's going to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we're going to stop from... We're going from there to uh, Cozumel, um, doing a little bit of uh, Belize uh, reefs, just, you know, not going to land, but uh, and not probably going to land in Cozumel. I'm all, all about what's under the water, not what's on the land. So we'll be uh, fishing the whole way. We'll be trolling for 900 miles, and then we're going to... Stop into Utila, which is a bay island, which is off of the coast of Honduras. I, uh, so weird. I was down there last year, went down there, and uh, I walk in, I'm sitting at a bar in Utila, a little tiny island off of Honduras. And this guy goes, Are you Mark Reinhardt? <laughs> <laughs> which he would preserve law, law enforcement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was, it was weird, it, and it, it just—it was a small world situation. It wasn't like I'm—I'm I'm not anybody famous or anything because of my book. He didn't even know about my book. It was just—it was a friend of a friend on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, he was down in Utila, and my buddy, I guess, had said I was heading that way or something. And it was just a random bar I picked. We didn't line this up or anything. And it's a bar that he goes to every day at like five o'clock or something. We were sitting there. So, anyways. Make a long story sh a little shorter. Um, he contacted me and asked me if I could bring him some stuff, uh, legal stuff, um, on the way on my sail down there. So I'm, I'm taking him four tires. I didn't realize I was going to be hauling tires. Yeah, four. I, I, I'm curious the size. You know? Yeah, well, I think they're for his amphibious vehicle. Oh, nice. He took me for a ride when I was down there, which was really cool. Well, you got, a, you got a pig party or something set up, right? Well, he, he said he wanted to uh, pay me for bringing him his tires. I'm like, you don't have to pay me. I said, but you can show myself and my buddies a good time when we come to your island. Yeah. So he has lined up an island pig roast Yeah. with the locals and everybody, which is just... And Hot Shower Wayne will be around for yeah. the ride, so that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, so, so cool, you know, because... That's the thing I love most about hitting these islands is learning and doing it local style. Yeah, and you, you haven't lived. When's the last time you lived in an apartment, a house? What's the seven years? Yeah, I've been on the water now for seven years. In the last seven years, I've probably slept in a, ba a bed on shore 
maybe a month and a half. During COVID, I went and worked on a project building a top for my a hard top. Oh, my, my Orlando. Yeah. yeah. So I spent that time in the house. But other than that, I've been living without air conditioning on the water for seven plus years. Yeah. Two yeah. boats. One got wiped out by Hurricane Irma. Irma wiped out how many boats in the Keys, you think? Um, close to 2,500. Well, that's a, that's a shame. But they're all back. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah they're all back. Yeah. They're all back now. Well, maybe 3,500 are back. <laughs> yeah, what's amazing about living a simple life off the grid is uh, and when you equate faith and knowing that uh, you'll always be provided for, I just, I ended up with nothing. I mean, when my butt boat got wiped out, you know, it's like if your house burned down, everything you own was in it. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I had was my backpack because I was doing a boat delivery at the time. And now here, you know, a year after, it's been a couple years now, but even a, a year after Irma, here I am with a freaking awesome boat and living life. Yeah, I enjoy your boat as much as you, I think, which is yeah. nice. What's funny about the backpack story, uh, We, you and I were at uh, the new place about to open in the Key. I can't remember the name yet. Scotty's or something like that. Which place? We went to that uh, opening there. They had a little concert, remember? Uh, but anyways, a yeah, guy yeah, walks yeah, up yeah, and yeah. says, hey, how you been, Mark? Oh, and yeah, that was so crazy. I said, man, that's – and I – the guy walked away. It turned out it was Smuggler Jim from um, yeah, Key West yeah. Smuggling Company or Trading Company. Yeah. And he, and you look at me and say, do you know that guy? <laughs> so, you don't remember him. I never met him. Uh, but you, he had talked to you in your backpack days. Yeah. And you inspired yeah, so, him so, by conversation. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it was funny because he, he says, Mark, how's it going? And, and I said to him, man, I said, I'm sorry, but man, I can't, can't remember, connect you where, where we've met. He goes, man, I followed you after Irma when you had nothing. Yeah. And you just turned it all around and, and just having a positive attitude, you know, turns it all around. The world works out sometimes. It works it out sometimes. Yeah. You know, if you're a positive thinker, if you're an asshole, yeah. I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, positive attitude. If you, you know, if, if you, I always tell people, if you don't believe in a positive attitude works, wake up every morning and tell yourself you're going to have a shitty day. Yeah. And it, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> no way ever takes me up on that challenge anyways. Yeah. I had that for years in the Midwest. Me. You know, you wake up and like, rain, yeah. snow. Damn it. This is going to suck. And it, it automatically sucks, man. Uh, Key West changes you a little bit on that. I think it helps. But you know, there's there's a down and out people down here just as much as anywhere else as well. Yeah. So, but you can turn around your life if you really want to. But let's talk about off the grid. You wrote this how many years ago? Uh, about three years ago. Three years ago. Uh, I read the book off of Amazon and uh, emailed you right away. I think. Yep. Uh, you blew me off for about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so crazy. You know. It's... You know, I, I didn't know who Dan was, you know, and, and didn't realize that we were going to have such a great friendship. But, you know, off the grid, of, I, I appreciate everybody's emails. And, you know, I get, you know, one a week or two a month or whatever. People send me emails with nice comments of how they enjoyed the book. book. And, you know, so I always am grat grateful for that. But you know, I didn't realize that Dan was going to move to Key West and flip well, me hey, up. Inspire. You know, it's a... Uh... I could be in New York and it's snowing or some shit like that. Miserable. Yeah. Instead, I quit my job, moved to the Keys, and uh, hang out on a sailboat with you all day. Yeah. So, but looking for a new best friend because Mark's leaving for three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if you have a nice boat out in the harbor, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, yeah Dan doesn't know what he's going to do for yeah. the next three months. But I, I plan on flying to Guatemala, coming back. Yeah, you know, for, hopefully you'll sail back. Yeah, so. Uh, but the book is off the grid. I hope you go get it. And I know a lot of listeners have already bought it. Uh, they also follow you already. Uh, I just want to plug you before we talk about some other, other stuff we get to. Um, off the grid is the book. I, I recommend buying it on his website, uh, sailingoffthegrid.com. Uh, and you can follow Mark on sailing, uh, OTG at Instagram. And what, what are you on Facebook, uh, Captain uh, Mark? Well, under uh, on my Facebook is Mark J. Reinhardt. Mark J. Reinhardt. And R then uh, R-E-I-N-H-R-D-T. But also, we just I just started a new uh, um, group called Sailing Around the Ball because I've got a, a Sailing Around the World November 2021. And uh, so that this whole, the, my whole new social media is to create a following away from Facebook because I'll be in, you know, 
internet is going to be limited. I'll be uh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, and you can um, you can follow all the stuff. Um, my my goal is to create a, a YouTube channel that's that's entertaining, not just the sailing aspect of it and the diving and the snorkeling and the fishing and the living off the grid and and all that, but we're going to add some other aspects to it with you know metal find you know metal detectors. Yeah. You know, looking for gold. Yeah. And uh, just go. I always tease Mark if he finds the gold, it, he, he, there won't be a next episode. Yeah. You won't ever, <laughs> ever see me finding the gold, but if I don't shoot any more episodes, you can pretty much yeah. figure out. You're on your own. Don't bother him anymore. Yeah. So, but I think that's pretty cool. And it's you and Wayne going with you uh, in a, a two to three year trip, right? Yeah. Uh, and just uh, hopefully there'll be another book out of that. But follow around the ball. I mean, uh, Sailing around the ball group, yeah, the group because. But tell them why you it's around the ball and not around the world. Uh, it's kind of it's, 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 it's a funny story to me. I, I, hopefully you'll enjoy it. But no one listens anyways. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was about, I bought my first big sailboat when I was about thirty, and I was a thirty-year-old renegade living in a on a boat in a in a yachting community. And there was this guy that was like CEO of Garden Restaurants or something, and he had just this fabulous boat. And, and he was going to, we talked for a little bit, and he said he was going to circumnavigate the globe. Yeah. And I thought, you're such a pompous ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture it with a teacup and his finger around, yeah. talking to you with a yeah. sweater around his polo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, you know, sitting there on the dock all scruffy with my yeah. boat, being 30 years old with very little experience and i just thought i will never circumnavigate the globe yeah so then i i started saying i was going to sail around the world well it, as i get older and wiser I, I wanted to take it down a notch even farther and not be that guy not even globe not, not even, even world globe, so now it's sailing around the ball which so. is is good language for what represents you basically i yeah. mean it's it isn't pompous at all yeah, I'm not. I'm not a uh, a yachtsman. You know, yeah. I'm a self-taught sailor. I, I didn't even know a lot of the sailing terms. Um, you know, I got sailing in my blood, but yeah. it seems. But I, I just didn't even. And I'm learning. I'm still learning terms on boats. You know. Yeah. So. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're as crazy. As right. <laughs> I messed up the other night. But my rebuttal was, I'm only as good as I'm taught. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was my fault he messed up. And then the guy on the boat said, well, he has told you three times. Yeah. <laughs> but that guy didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Let's be honest. But his wife did back me up. She, she said, well, that is true. You know. <laughs> but uh, after Off the Grid, uh, it's funny, this is a Buffett podcast. Uh, you and I also listen to, I mean, let's be honest, I, I play Buffett more than anybody probably going when I, I yeah. when I, and that's pretty much how I listen to it. Everybody here knows that. Um, you listen to Buffett pretty much on the boat a lot too. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm a, I was a, I say I have a love, hate, love relationship with Buffett because, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up with Buffett in my, uh, I, I saw Jimmy Buffett in concert in Tampa, Florida in like 1978. And Which, for reference, is the same year. I, I do believe a week after we found out, or before, uh, you had to be there with recordings. Just to give like people a visual aspect of the concert yeah. is when you, you saw him. So. Yeah, it was, it was a concert hall. I, I don't remember a whole lot because that's what happens at Jimmy Buffett concerts. But I, I remember... You're really taking that to your whole life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a place where I kept notes. That's right. Remember things. But uh, I, I remember walking up to the stage because you could do that back then. And th there was hardly anybody standing, crowding the stage. I actually leaned on the stage. Uh, Jimmy Buffett was sitting in a chair. His band had, had you know, taken a break for this one song he was, he was playing. And I was just in the zone. And, and Buffett was playing... Uh, Buddy Bear, God's Own Drunk, and a Spearless Man. And I didn't realize it until talking with Dan here, what that song, why it's not out yeah. in public and, and all that. At the time, I, I for 20 years, I've said, man, I saw this. And it's an awesome song, and I haven't heard him sing it since, and I don't know what happened to it. But 
man, it was just amazing sitting there next to him on stage, you know, 20 feet away and listening to play, playing that song. Yeah. And then then you hate what's what's your hate part well i went from my uh 20s um lift, listening to buffett because i was you know an offshore fisherman I, I didn't buy my first big sailboat. i was a windsurfer and cat, little small catamarans and stuff like that but didn't buy my first big sailboat until i was 30 and then i took off when i was 31 i sailed down to the island so i was all buffett through my 20s until about I was about 31 years old living in, in St. Thomas for four years on my sailboat. And you get zero new music in yeah. St. Thomas. You know, it's, they had one country station that, and everything else was West Indian music. So I heard no new Jimmy Buffett music for four years. And so all I had was all probably my cassette tapes or something. Yeah. You probably had uh whatever A one A or something like yeah. that, you know. Just all this old music, and I listened to that for four years, and then I came back to the states, and all of a sudden I'm like, "What's this Fruit Loops?" Yeah, fruit, <laughs> yeah. Fruit juice. I'm like, "What the heck is this?" And I was like, "Man, I just all of a sudden I just fell out of love with Jimmy Buffett." Yeah, it went on for. Quite a few years, probably. Well, in, in, in fairness, you're not the first person that maybe got away from it in the 90s. It, it's yeah. funny because I hear, you know, typically your age is that way. Fruitcakes uh, came out, eh. But the people who were born then connect with it so well, just like you yeah. did with the 70s. Or, you know, I don't know why I love the 70s so much because yeah. I'm, I'm way younger than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just, it is funny what connects with you in that te- that time. Yeah. But then you fell back in love with yeah, after, classic, you know, really. After, after, also, after listening to the new music long enough, you know, it starts to wear on you. And, yeah. and but I mean, seriously, when I first started hearing it, I, I couldn't even listen to it; I had to turn it off. Well, and then then it just started wearing on me. And then I just I don't know what changed, but then I, um, you know, I was back into it again. I was back going to Jimmy Buffett concerts. I actually had a old nineteen seventy six Winnebago. I bought for 600 bucks and we put a fin on the top of it and uh, it was called the Margarita Band uh-huh. and across the back it was called Euphoria 3 because uh, I don't know if you know Jimmy, one of his boats was Euphoria 2 at the time. And I wonder if there's a 1. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that either. I'm sure someone will email me, of course there is, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if Euphoria 2 was T-O-O or T-W-O. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know. I just heard that. So I think it's Roman numeral. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So it's got to be number. Yeah. I think it is a Roman so numeral. So. A second boat, but so uh, you had the margarita of van cruising or the. Yeah, I, I only used it for uh, my son's motocross, which we take the fin down. And, Shame. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple Jimmy Buffett. If you haven't ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, um, I highly recommend you know going because the parking lot parties. I don't know if they're like this around the United States, but Florida, people pull their boats to the parking lot. And, yeah. And well, they don't do that in Iowa and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do in Florida. They do in Florida. They'll have water. Yeah. The center console, and they'll all be sitting in the boat in the parking lot partying to yeah. jump up. And, it, you know, it's, it is funny because even growing up in Cincinnati, uh, the concert is the concert uh, arena is called Riverbend. So that's where the Ohio River or whatever, oh, yeah. maybe my little Miami, I can't remember, whatever creeks right through there, but it's all the boats pull up outside. It's basically oh, nice. your free ticket to the nice. show, you know. So it's like in an amphitheater or something? It is facing up the lawn, but behind it was all the boats. Cool. Which you're going, oh, Ohio, I'm going to be on the boat tonight watching Buffett, you know. But it was cool. So it's a, it's a good image for yeah. what you had going on, too. And uh, what happened to the uh, RV? Because, um, you know, it, someone's driving it right now, man. I don't know. It was such a, you know, this RV had like, uh, I bought it in 2000 something. And it was 40 years old when I bought it. And the roof was completely caved in. The guy bought it, drove it like a thousand miles and had a heart attack. Wow. And just never used it again. Well, of course but, you <laughs> but, well, I did die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, if he's dead, he's not going <laughs> to. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, and 
so I, I replaced the roof, put new tires on it, kind of fixed it up, but it was 40 years old. It was a real piece of junk, but uh, it, it sat in my buddy's yard for a while uh, at his car lot or, I don't know, on the back storage thing. Uh, I really don't even know what happened to it. Yeah, someone's got it. Yeah, there's some hippie living in it. I'm sure. Could be. Somebody's that, probably living there because of it, course it's actually watertight, and pretty cool. So if you have uh, Mark's RV out there, yeah. <laughs> let us know. It'd be fun to have a photo. Yeah, it says Euphoria. Yeah, uh, on the back. It says Margarita Man on the side. Oh, is it painted on there? Oh yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> Not even a pull away sign. So, but we talk about God's own drunk is probably. Um, the true diehard Buffett guys love that song, and they love the live version from '78. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, just knowing you personally and hanging out, I would think "Pirate Looks at 40 is your favorite Buffett oh, yeah, song, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it it basically sums you up as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wanted to sail upon her water since I was three feet tall, yeah. which I think is actually in your book, or is we it? had talked about this before uh, on your Facebook. I think when we were doing the website together. I think that was even, you know, Mother, Mother Ocean or something was in there from the song that you had sent me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you plagiarized the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> well, you're not the first and probably won't be the last, so. Yeah, but it all started on a, on a, on a rowboat on a canal off of Lake Conway in Orlando where I, I got a rowboat when I was six years old. And, and that was, you know, so cool. You know, when I was six, I couldn't leave the canal. Yeah. You know, and I'd row up and down the canal, but then as time went by, I got a little outboard and I could venture out into the first lake. And as I got older, I could go into the second lake. And yeah. I think it was that adventurous spirit that just carried me ever since. You're still going. Yeah. So the song's still, uh, I think we probably hear it daily together or at least every other day or something like that. I mean, but it, it's, we were talking about it last night actually with the guy who wrote uh, A Good Life All the Way. And I told him, more people tell me that A Pirate Oaks at 40 is their favorite Buffett hit. And I go, and I always think, well, it is a hit, but it, it, it isn't a hit. It was never a hit. You only had one and a half uh, true hits on the billboards. Right. And, uh, well, he calls it one and a half, uh, but that was not one of them. But it probably hits people closer to home than most songs he's ever done. Yeah, it kind of like resonates, you know, what everything he's singing about just seems like, you know, a lifestyle. Yeah, well, younger women. Yeah. Rum. Lived with several uh, Yeah. <laughs> still they, they go just away. Stop. They always go away. <laughs> Thought they'd come back one day. But yeah, yeah well, you're still yeah. waiting on that part yeah. of the song. <laughs> but that, that's true. I mean, there's always so much of his music, in my opinion, that um, if you haven't lived it, you wish you were living it. Yeah, and I, and I tell you, I think that the reason that Jimmy Buffett music is so popular around people is it's escape from reality. And unless you've lived that reality, how can you possibly sing about it? And that's what Jimmy Buffett did yeah. in the beginning days. I mean, he didn't just, you know, he wasn't living in, in you know. No rags and riches, man. Yeah, and he wasn't living in some place in Tennessee, you know, making up these songs. You know, some of the guys I think nowadays you, um, I don't want to quote any lyrics because I, I, I love a lot of their music, so I wouldn't want to put anybody down. But we can put them out on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but somebody, I'm with you. Yeah. When somebody says "set sail for Captain Morgan," you know, you're just you're grabbing words. Oh, that's you know. definitely a uh, it's a promotional song almost. Yeah. Please it's, listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you haven't lived that lifestyle. And, you know, Jimmy Buffett growing up in, in Key West, I got another little funny story. Is I, I uh, had two buddies that really taught me the ins and outs of sailing, and they, they were smugglers. Yeah. And, I, and they were, to me, they're people, I always tell people these were smugglers with morals because they only smuggled uh, marijuana. Yeah, weed. <laughs> yeah. They would never, one buddy told me, he says, man, I could make 10 times the amount of money smuggling cocaine, but... Two things that screws people's lives up, and you'll get killed doing. Yeah, that. and now he's broke. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, he he, uh, you know, he, he explained that to me. But uh, smugglers with morals. Yeah. I think that's a great title for your next book. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he he told me that you know they were down in Key West back in the 
early 70s when, and they called Jimmy Buffett, and I'm sure this had a lot to do with their uh, jealousy because, you know, what has Jimmy Buffett done with his life versus these guys? But, you know, they called him Captain Cornball. Captain Cornball. Yeah, that he was playing for quarters on the sides of the road in yeah. Key West. You know, and, and to me that, that, you know, and then and then he lived the lifestyle of a sailor. And, and uh, I don't think he was much in the powerboats in the beginning. I think he was. That I've ever seen, he had sailboats when he was younger. Yeah. So. And, you know, that that's where I think his inspiration came for his writing is because you know, there's a there's a soulful thing that goes on out on the ocean when you're sailing. Yeah, you know, so. or even when you wake up at five thirty and watch the sunrise every day, like you do. Yeah, I mean, there there is when I went with you, it was something special in the morning. Uh, the quiet in the morning. I, I do my writing. You know, I wrote off the grid uh, mostly from four o'clock in the morning till nine or ten. Yeah, and it's just when you're out there in the quiet, and the sun comes up, and the breeze, and you're hanging out in the hammock. It's yeah. just it's when you start drinking at ten thirty, so <laughs> that yeah, or nine, yeah. Twisted teas with uh, Wayne at nine o'clock in the morning for breakfast. But you know, I, I I agree with you because there is something. I mean, it does take an adjustment. You know, never being on a sailboat for let's say more than a day, maybe three hours before I had met you to going. There's just five days on the boat. Yeah, it's it's awesome, but it, it is extremely addictive in my opinion. And it, it it's like a it's a it's a heavy drug that you can just like oh I'd love to wake up at five thirty watch the sunrise when it goes down I'm done for the day you're basically living with the sunshine yeah sailor's life is from sun sun up to sundown yeah and uh, unless you run into a fire with a bottle buddy with a bottle of rum yeah. <laughs> changes in latitudes yeah. attitudes but uh it was getting back to the sailing of Buffett it I was funny I was watching uh, I think uh. What was Jimmy, uh, no, not Jimmy, uh, Johnny Carson. He was on Carson, I think, in late oh, wow. 70s, early 80s. And uh, he asked, oh, do you really sail? He goes, oh, yeah. You know, he was, and he says, I sail. I have a boat in Key West I live on, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and he goes, oh, so you're not just making these lyrics up. He goes, no. He says, but the new guy's coming out. I don't think they can tie a knot in an empty trash bag. <laughs> 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 Which, and they say, oh, is that a slam on somebody? He goes, well, of course it is. You know, so I'm curious, whatever came out in that era, which is a sailing song that I don't know about that he was referring to. I'm always curious about that because someone's out there, and it could be, you know. Yeah, I don't think anybody was promoting sailing songs back in the 70s yeah. and 80s. I think uh, Buffett and Crosby, David Crosby. Yeah. You don't know what some of those, he wrote yeah. a whole album on the boat, but. Uh, Rod Stewart saying, uh, well, "Yeah, well, that's tough to sell me on." That could be a lot. Maybe I know now. I'm going to look up if someone knows if uh, Stewart wrote a sailing song in the yeah. late '70s. Really? Yeah. What was it? Um, shoot, I can't remember, but I heard, I've, I've heard it before, and, and I'm like, "Wow, that's that's." Oh, with Mandy? No, no, no Brand, oh, Brand, Brand, Was it Brandy? That, uh, you and I figured to sit out on the yeah. boat. We both look at each other. But that was a Rod Stewart. Wasn't Rod, it? no, I don't think so. Uh, I kind of Google that now. Uh, but I don't know who that was. Whoever some Brandy or whatever. Yeah. Mark and I are on the boat, and we both look at each other. And say, I didn't know this was about sailing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you, you know, if you listen to that song, listen to it again. So, but let's talk about Key West, man. You've been down here how long? Uh, four years. Four years. Four years. Four key, years, maybe 60 good years. Yeah. Key, key weird. Key weird. You know, it's really weird because uh, it seems like my life, I can look back at it and it goes in five-year eras. Yeah. You know, I remember when I sailed away from St. Thomas, I was down there four years and my buddy goes, he goes, this is the end of an era when I was leaving. And it, it was. And it, it and, it's, and I'm planning on leaving out at Key West. It'll be five years. It'll yeah. be another era. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's We're leaving November next year. November 21, yeah. 21. And that'll be the end of an era for you. For a five-year yeah. trip. And it's, it could be a lifetime trip. It could be a three-year trip. It could be a five-year era. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> Chances are something will happen in five years. I'll <laughs> That's my goal on the around the world trip, though. Wayne, if you're listening, it went from three to five years, so hold on. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 my goal is do not get 
uh, rooted in anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest problem. I get somewhere and it's like comfort. You know how I many paradises there are around the world, and you throw anchor and you're like, oh my god, this is paradise. Yeah. But you know, I want to see many paradises. Yeah. And so I don't want to get stuck somewhere. But what's funny is we we had this conversation today that at the bar and you, uh, I said, Mark's the only guy who needs a vacation from Key West, <laughs> vacation which from vacation. Yeah, vacation from vacation, you know, but it's, but it's true. Like, uh, Key West is probably the most tropical laid back place in the U S yeah. And you had tried the around the world trip once before yeah, and you made it like, I don't know, 80 yards away, <laughs> but it's the St. Thomas, yeah. right? Yeah. 1400 miles. <laughs> and, uh, but around the world, which, that's nothing. Which, which yes. at, it, at that time was a huge achievement for me. Yeah. But I wasn't financially ready. I wasn't mentally ready. I wasn't experience level ready by any means. And th- this time, I, I think I have pretty much all, almost all the readiness lined up. So yeah. I, hopefully, it will be a long journey. Well, a long and uh, fruitful. It can, I mean, who knows? Adventure. That's what's fun. Yeah. You know, you never really know what happens. I mean, yeah, I just, my goal is just do not get rooted in anywhere. I had a, I ran into a guy and I was talking to him and he blew me away because he, he sailed around the world and he was so humble and he didn't, he didn't say anything about himself. And I was asking him a bunch of questions and, but he told, he gave me his website. He says, yeah, I've documented it off. You want to see, you know, where I went and get some, learn some things. You can go to my website. I went there, and he's the only. He was in World's Book of Guinness record for the only guy that's ever sailed the seven seas and climbed the seven summits. Yeah. And he didn't even brag on that. Yeah, that's very humble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, but the point I was making was, he said, "Listen, if you do this, you got to promise me. Just promise me this right now. When you get down to Bocas, that's right by the Panama Canal, he said, go through the canal. He says." There's so many people anchored down there that never make it through the canal. They never make it around the world. They're, they're sitting there going, I just need to get an extra alternator, or I just need to get this done to my boat, or I just need to get... Why just, is that? They though? just don't pull the trigger. It's like, that's like the point of no return. Once you go through the canal and you drop, you know, three grand or whatever is to get through there. Three grand? I think so. Yeah, yeah. What a rip off. Yeah. You gotta pay to go places. It pisses me off. Oh, I know. But once you get through there, you know, then it's it's the real world. You know, it's crossing yeah. the Pacific. Pirates. Uh, go, yeah, going yeah. to the Galapagos Islands and just it's it's like a point of no return and you you've left your comfort zone. So I mean I I, I value that guy's opinion. I'll be on I'll make sure I, I don't do that. Yeah. So. Or in two years, you can look him up in the Panama Canal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no, so, he'll be there for five years, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another era. Right. <laughs> but it is, it, that's what I'm curious about is how the adventures, you know, along the way, um, people who want to can follow you in the entire adventure. Yeah. The your, best thing to do is thanks because things are changing with the social media, with me, you know, I'm kind of getting, trying to, get away from Facebook, but I have, I have so many friends I've made over the years on Facebook, I just can't delete it, but I won't be able to be Facebook around the world because the web, the uh, internet is, is sketchy in places, but uh, I want to, uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to drive people to where we can connect through a newsletter that I'll be sending out every month, and that's yeah. on sailingoffthegrid.com. Yeah, so everybody go to that, and I'll post that on uh, Classic Buffet. Yeah, you can just sign up there. I mean, yeah, we aren't going to bombard you. We're going to send out... You might. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to need you for... We're going to sell your information after that, so... Yeah. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> yeah. um, we just want to get you a newsletter. We'll need a new alternator or something. Yeah. <laughs> I might need a new alternator, yeah. so I might have to sell your information. So that's... And, um, you know, if the smuggling doesn't pay off. Yeah, smoke, smuggling, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the smuggling of weed is really paying what it used to no. anymore. But uh, it's funny. I've been on your boat, I don't know how many days, you know, whatever. But you're adding 8 to 15 more feet. Who knows, really, so far. Yeah. Let's just call it 10 feet. We're going to add 10 feet. And uh, why? Well, I'm going down to Guatemala to, to refit my boat because – to me, sailing around the world without a kick-ass skiff is just, 
is unacceptable. I mean, I'm all about the water and diving and fishing and exploring and riding around in a little six-foot inflatable that you throw up on your deck with a little four-horse whatever is just impossible popping it because it's an inflatable. It's just not my, my way I want to go. So I've got a 14-foot aluminum skiff that I built that I want to take around the world, but I can't drag it. So I'm going to extend my boat 10 feet so I can actually pull it straight up on the back of the boat and, and carry it along with me. And your boat's extremely high, in my, in my yeah. opinion. I yeah, mean, it's got a lot of freeboard for a 43-foot boat. It's, you know, it's got it, six to seven feet of freeboard just to get up to the deck. So, yeah. you know, climbing up from the water is a major task. So I'm going to slope the back of the boat down with steps. And uh, I'll have a little garage back there for extra sails for around the world. Yeah. And I can just load my skip right up on the back of the boat, not only for safety while I'm um, doing uh, ocean crossings, but also when I'm pulled into sketchy ports where they might want to steal my stuff, uh, they'll have to try to figure out how to take the boat off the boat. Yeah. Instead of just cut a line. I think that, yeah. away. There's a lot of sketchy ports I'm guessing you'll be in. Yeah. So... That's my goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not Ritz and casinos and uh, Holiday Inns. Yeah. This no. is, uh, and that's what we're talking about, uh, the, almost the Bourdain of places that Bourdain didn't go. Yeah. Like, because that, that was a plane ride. You went there. You, you know, that's what he did. You're sailing into somewhere that the only way you're going to get there is by boat. Is by boat. Yeah. And not even your big book. You'll probably have to anchor and yeah. then skip in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so. that'll be a lot of ports like that. And my goal is to get to these islands that are, you know, inhabited by, you know, 600 people, yeah. you know. And some lady cooks dinner on her front porch for the island. Different, You know, that's her restaurant. And those are the, the freaking places I'm looking for. And you've been to these places. You go to yeah. Cuba. I mean, yeah. I think you told me, is it Cuba where you or is it Guatemala, where the best place was a lady's porch oh, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I, I I ran into this guy that was that came to Cuba every year during the winter. He was from Canada. And I said, hey, man, you know where there's a good restaurant around? And he goes, yeah. He says, uh, you know, I come here because Cuba's cheap, and I, I have a, a house I stay in for 300 a month, and uh, this restaurant is so awesome. And I, I went there. It was pretty funny. I, I did a charter with seven bachelors at a bachelor party. And these guys are in their 30s. And they're all buff. They're all, you know, tough yeah. looking. And this guy told me how to get there. And the first time I went there was with this bachelor party. And the guy says, yeah, you walk down. You walk over the bridge. You go to the first street on the right. You go down to the fork in the road. You look for the green fence. You go past the green fence. You walk down the alley. <laughs> I added this part. You look for the dog sitting on the roof. Yeah. Right across from the... There was a dog sitting on the roof. Right he wasn't in the original description. Yeah. Yeah. No. But right across from that, there was a lady's porch and had two tables out front and eight chairs. And was a little rickety sign or anything? Nothing. No sign. No sign. No sign. Because, you know, it's a local place. They all know where it is. Yeah. It's not advertising. We all sat there, and I had the best pork chop I think I've ever had. It was just so amazingly, because it, it wasn't fed with, you know, whatever. Oh, no, it probably came out of her backyard. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. farmed a table, man. <laughs> yeah. But we all had pork chops, eggs. Uh, we had bread on the table. And oil for our bread, no butter. They didn't have butter. No, you don't need butter. And as many times as I go there now, uh, last time I had to bring my own coffee grind so she could make me coffee. But uh, man, when we got done, um, she told us the bill was like, I think it was like twelve dollars or something like that, or 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 ten or nine or something. So everybody started breaking out nine dollars a piece. Which was going to be like eighty bucks, yeah, and which is still very reasonable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Figured nine dollars for breakfast, no big Yeah, but no, it was nine dollars for all of us. Yeah, you should tip. I don't know, eighty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but, and that's the thing I love about Cuba is you know you go there and you eat breakfast for two dollars, you can really spread the wealth and help people out by giving a five dollar tip. Yeah, 
And you know, when when an average Cuban makes twenty dollars a month, um, you know, when you give them a five dollar tip, you give them a week's salary. Yeah, and it was funny today. We were talking. Uh, they ring the bell down here for a lot of bars when they get a tip. Yeah, but they don't actually thank you. Yeah, but you know, I, I let's say I tip someone twenty eight or thirty percent. Yeah, they ring a bell, they walk away. Oh, tip me more is basically what they're telling. Like yeah. we got tip tip. But, you know, yeah, it's that, weird. I'm a, I'm a pretty good tipper, and I've never had any. Well, I won't say never, but you don't get the waitress coming over and going, "Man, thanks. I could, I really needed that." I yeah, it was just a hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which even we've left a hefty tip together. Yeah, uh, you know, up I think it was I don't know, a Cocoa Beach at the pizza parlor, wherever we were. If you remember, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and the group left. I mean, you know, a hefty tip. And I don't think she said anything. Yeah, no. It's you know, America. It, by 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 the way, a, a breakfast should cost you two dollars. It's eggs and toast, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I can get for four dollars. I can make that for a week. Yes, yeah, exactly. not not uh, you know, two dollars is what it should cost. It, in but I like that. I, I can't wait. If uh, where is that Cuba? You said Cuba. Cuba. So the young guys are walking around Cuba with you and. Yeah, so so we're walking down the. That's funny. I almost missed the best, missed the best part of that story. So I'm walking down the alley, and uh, everybody's. You know, I was too before the first time I went to Cuba. You know, I grew up watching Scarface, so you know, I'm thinking all Cubans are carrying around Uzis and well, you know this that. And the in other. fairness, that was filmed in Miami. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Cuba is so safe. You know, they they want tourist dollars over there so much that. And they're government controlled. So if anybody was to ever harm an American, I think they would just probably shoot the guy and yeah. put him under the jail well, afterwards. The money yeah. means a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And so that you're you're so protected, you know, being American in Cuba. But these guys were all paranoid because we're walking down these back alleys and we're walking down streets, back streets of Cuba. And and they said, Hey man, do you really think we're safe here? And I'm like, look at you freaking guys, man. There's seven of you. You know, you're all freaking buff. Yeah. They don't have guns in Cuba. Yeah. You know, I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, I felt more safe with these guys, you know, than I ever have walking down that back alley by myself. Yeah. You know? and, it was and, so you and you and I get winded when we walk upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm probably good for about 15 seconds of full on fighting. Yeah. Yeah, before I just passed out yeah, of uh, exhaustion. I don't know if I can go that way. Yeah, maybe. All right, Mark will give you one good throw. Yeah, but that's. It. But it is funny that uh, it, it's the way they've been trained. Dark back alleys. Yeah, foreign country. You know, people are still amazing everywhere you go. Yeah, it's an American attitude, and it's it's all the way you present yourself and the way you feel. You know, I'm a big believer in you want to be treated kind. You treat people with kindness, and you know. And you're going to just get overflowed with it. So if you go with the right mindset, I think you're pretty safe. Well, don't be an asshole. And then still pack a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you run into a pompous ass who is circumnavigating the globe, you can blow his pinky toe off. Yeah. That's all it takes anyway. But it's funny. You know, you and I, we, we hang out a lot at Key West. Uh, and we we always talk about a couple Key West places. Uh, your favorite, I mean, I don't have to ask you the question. <laughs> The schooner wharf, yeah, and uh, we've probably had more drinks there than anywhere. I would think. Yeah, I drag Dan there. Yeah, yeah. You hear that, everybody? <laughs> I do not like to go. <laughs> but and there are other places that you know. It's funny. You and I have not been to Captain Tony's no. together. No. Uh, we, we and let me sum up Mark's Key West days. And when he says, you know, Key West years, five years, that only means the docks. So yeah, yeah. It doesn't actually go past A and B Marina. Like, I, I recommend all these restaurants <laughs> off of customers' reviews, and people will say, well, "What do you recommend?" And I'll, you know, I'll talk about different places, and I've never been there. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you where they are. I, I couldn't, you know, it's so hard for me to navigate around Key West because somebody will go, "It's right, you know, it's right past Elizabeth Street on Truman." And, well, I know where Lisbeth is now because that's where Dan lives. Yeah. You know, but uh, other than that, I, I don't know land. Yeah. Know? I just don't, I don't come to land. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I live in Key West and I charter. You want to know where the lobsters are hiding? I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, you want to know where, you know, where the, you know, the fishing is. Bonefish, you know, tarpon, whatever else is going on. Where the different wrecks are, you know, 
that you can dive on. I know all that. Yeah. But a, a place in in uh, yeah, I've been I've been to uh, Iris Kevin's a few times. Cause yeah. It's, Which it's is really great. inland. It's yeah. It yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. It's a ways. It's like that's commitment, way, that's man. That's halfway across the island. Yeah, it is. It's halfway. It's right in the middle, I think, or near it. Uh, but no, we. I mean. Dante's, I mean, everybody knows, not my favorite. Uh, Schooner is the most, it's probably one of the few left. Yeah, it's a salty sailor bar. and um, Really salty. To give yes. the, <laughs> the owner a plug, Evelina, that owns the place, she just lost her husband, but uh, they've been in business together for, I don't know, 40 years or something. They pulled up to the wharf in a schooner and started cooking hamburgers, I think, off their boat yeah. and serving drinks. And then they... They just when America was great, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could just serve drinks off your boat yeah. and charge people. Yeah, now you need a liquor license, you need this, you need uh, that. Key West was a shipping or yeah. a shrimp, shrimp town then. Pinks, yeah, and pinks. So that's that's all it was about at the time. But uh, yes, Schooners is a uh, her to her. What I was going to say is her goal, I believe, is not to change anything. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> I think they still have the same. Coasters. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, no, they don't. And it shocks me because I always I told the waitress, "Why do you use coasters?" Cause, yeah, like because they haven't changed anything in forty yeah, years. No, she doesn't want to change it. I think that's her goal. Is I don't want. I don't want. I don't know if she's just one that doesn't like change or she understands what makes Schooner so special. Is is it's just it's been the same way. People that have been there twenty years ago, they want to come back. And they want to see schooners like it was when they were there 20 years ago. They don't want to come back and see some, you know, fancy restaurant all enclosed in glass, you know. And yeah, it won't be that ever. I will guarantee you that. Yeah. I mean, uh, half the bar has to leave when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> and we were stuck there in a hurricane, actually. Yeah. And it, it did flood half the bar. Yeah. But uh, it, it's funny. And if, for those who don't know, it is actually right next door. We'll call it next door to... Um, Shrimpo Sound, where Buffett still records today. Oh, yeah. And most people don't know where that's at because it looks like – I always thought it looked like an electrical building or something yeah. like that. You know, there's no windows, maybe one on the door, yeah. and it says keep out. But there's a, there's stickers all over the side of the building. And then uh, and we hang out at a – what's the uh, – we go to Half Shell. Yeah, absolutely. so that's really the uh, that's old Key West too. And yeah, the the harbor's still pretty old. Yeah, down that side. I mean, Dante's doesn't feel like Key West in my yeah. opinion. But uh, for everybody we, who we, we saw this guy yesterday, that yeah. we were betting on whether or not his gold chain was real. And it I, I've never seen a gold chain that big. No, it was like to me, you couldn't swim in a gold chain. That big. Yeah, <laughs> in all fairness, I don't think he could swim anyway. But yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. But let's just put that on record. That thing was fake. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure because we figured if it was, it had to been worth like thirty thousand dollars. That's right. Yeah, and he 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 was drinking. No, it was his sandals. You said I know it's not fake because his sandals are plastic or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, if you get down to Key West in the next year, let's let's just say January to November. Yeah. Of next year. Uh, Mark and I invite you to have a drink with us at Schooners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've talked several times on here to people of we might do a classic Buffett weekend where the fans of the page and the podcast come down for uh, a weekend. We'll do a Schooners day. We'll do, maybe cool. we'll do a sailboat night or something like yeah. that. Uh, but it'll be, I don't know, 10 to 15 people who are – I mean, there's there's 2,000 people who listen, but there's yeah. – I talk to some people who are really into it, you yeah. know. And I thought that would be instead of the meeting of the minds, we might do I, our own. I thing. throw my boat in for the day. People want to come out. Yeah, hundred bucks a day, hundred bucks a person <laughs> per day. So, but anyways, uh, thanks, Mark, for coming over and yeah, hanging out. Yeah, this is kind of what we do every day. Yeah, it, we might just fun. take. I, I think we'll try one for everybody. Uh, Mark will probably be back on uh, when he gets back from Guatemala, yeah. and uh, we will probably try to do one on the boat, and. If uh, we got the soundproofing stuff like that, because the wind's so brutal, but also we might do a little concert series on the boat. Yeah, we did. We did one um, just uh, a couple, two, three weeks ago. This guy came sailing in, and 
I was, I helped him. He threw his line to me and I tied him off and now we're friends. You know, it was awesome. He's, he's a musician. Yeah. And yeah, it's the PA, dude, the dude, I the dude. The dude. <laughs> now he loves that. He goes by the dude, but he's just, man, he's soulful guy, you know, and we did a little jam on the back of the boat. It yeah. Was, it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. We had a great yeah. time. I, I think, uh, we're going to try to do maybe once a month. We'll do that. Which will stream live on Facebook and everything. So, Mark, if anybody really just wants to reach out to you as, hey, I love the book, I loved, and besides following you on everything that we've already talked about, is there an email that you want to put out that people yeah, say, hey, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, if you want to send me an email and, and, and maybe you don't know exactly how to follow the journey or, or whatever, you just have a question about sailboats or you think you want to live the off the grid lifestyle, I get a lot of people sending me emails going, what size boat should I get? You know, what do you think about this? You know, how much does it cost you? How do you survive? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can email me at G-Y-P-S-E-A. It's like gypsy, but spelled incorrectly. G-Y-P-S-E-A at uh, 100 at gmail.com. Let's just be, that email is hilarious to me. You're an author who just spells shit wrong. Uh, <laughs> Hemingway, I am not. Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> I'll tell you, I live a Hemingway lifestyle, yeah. and I have the attitude. But I mean, Hemingway could make the sidewalk outside look like you want to go sit on it. Yeah, but jokes yeah. on him—he didn't have spell check, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you're fine. <laughs> but you know, it was funny. You and I talked the other day, and I had—we were talking about the website, and I had said something, and you said, "Well, I think it should look like this," and I said, "Well, I disagree," and you said. I've written a book. Yeah. <laughs> jokingly. Yeah, yeah, jokingly. And I, there is, I really had no comeback because it, and I said, actually, two books is what you've written. So if you have kids, Will Tipsy is about your skiff, right? Yeah, I, I just, I wrote a, I, I lost my skiff in the dry tortugas and it floated 90 miles and I got it back. Yeah. And somebody said, was that Cuba? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it was dry tortugas. Oh, yeah, but it's it's miles. Oh, it went seventy miles out yeah. that way. Okay, and then I ended up in marathon. So uh, wow, it's probably over hundred miles. But uh, yeah, somebody says, "Man, you should write a book about your little boat because you know, little tipsy when I'm riding around it. Back when I used that as my transportation, had little tipsy written on the side, and people were always smiling and laughing. It was just an awesome yeah. thing for a boat." So I, I wrote uh, a kid's book uh, on the adventures of Little Tipsy, and uh, it's, it's been it's been fun. You know, I got ridiculed like all the haters do. They reach out and tell you, oh, what are you promoting drinking about with kids? And I don't think that was a, a Jimmy Buffett fan by any means. No, <laughs> no. Some people are just assholes. You yeah. can't really help that, man. Yeah. So he needs to drink more than anybody, probably the guy who ridiculed that. But I think you should bring Will Tipsy back with it. It's still around Key West, just for those who want to know. Yeah, but and uh, we're get, um, it's been rebuilt so many times that uh, the last time I rebuilt it, uh, it's a 1961 Boston Whaler. Um, I didn't label Little Tipsy on the side of it. We which, should do that one We night. just talked, John and I just talked about it the other night because yeah. a friend of mine is using it now. We're going we're gonna to... Put little tipsy yeah. back on the side. Yeah, we'll call it two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be two. But anyways, thanks, Mark. Uh, you and I maybe have one more beer, and then uh... really just one. Oh, okay, well you got. <laughs> I'm going to put the photo out there of the entire night of uh, Mark with his little bottles of rum. So, but thank you very much. Uh, if you guys have any questions for me, uh, you can classicbuffet at gmail .com or you know uh, the stories you could stories we could tell on every other thing you're listening to and. Um, classic underscore Buffett at Instagram. And, you know, Mark's already um, put his stuff in there. But if you have any questions that you can't get a hold of Mark, you can uh, email me. But I I say go look at his website. It's pretty awesome, I must say. But <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, thank you, Mark. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, have a great day. I'll talk to you yeah, soon. it's been fun.